Shall we start, Shin Kenwald? Yeah, whenever you're ready, buddy. You are now officially third string co-host. Official third string? You are officially a third wow. string. I'm, I'm honoured. You are. It's going on the CV, that. It is. It's the first it time I've been third in anything, so that's a step is up it? for me. Yeah. You've third never been good. third in anything before? It's always been a dream. Oh, wow. I feel honoured now. Thank you for helping me get here. I appreciate it. There you go. All right, okay, oh, and welcome to the Cisco Technology Podcast. Um, it's me, Justin Mullen, with Third String. Third String, that's your new nickname now at work. Third String Kenward. Lucky me. Yeah. yeah. Hello, everybody. Good to, good to be back. Hat-trick appearance on the podcast. It is, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Oh, God, the Harry Kane of the podcast world. <laughs> I was just giving your blooming... Get a Spurs plug in there early. <laughs> Spurs plug in. That's terrible. I know you're right. Some of your other co-hosts have... Uh, what? A lower quality of uh, a football team. That oh, you follow. mean that would be me then? You and the others. Oh, we don't talk about football anymore now. Okay, let's move on then. All right. Let's okay. move on to artificial intelligence and machine learning. Is that what we're doing today? Is it what you're making me do? That's Come what all I'm the way into that, to, to our mobile studio that I still have to drive three hours to get to. Yeah, I force <laughs> you to drive all the so, way to Bedfront to, yeah. uh, to be here to record this session. So, uh, artificial intelligence and machine learning. So, um, we've got guests. We've got guests in today. Distinguished to, guests. Distinguished guests. Uh, so do you want to introduce them? Go on, you do your co-host and introduce them. Perfect, perfect. Distinguished guests, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Good to have you both. Um, so because this is the, the second podcast we've really done looking at really future technology. So last time I was in here with Justin, we talked about virtual reality and augmented reality. And today, as we already said, artificial intelligence and machine learning. So we have our two experts in those fields so i'll let you guys introduce yourself what's your name where you come from hi i'm ben hopper i'm a solutions specialist within our technology office in cisco hi i'm tom neen and i'm part of the cto office as well i look after our strategic partnerships with academia they're quite clever people aren't they oh god i thought you were playing a fancy, fancy sound effect then when, no 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 uh, when tom gave his tom neen's awesome yeah, we yeah we'll, bring, we'll leave that one in. We only bring good guests to the podcast. Oh yeah, anyway, we do. So, yeah. so um, do you want to do you want to kick this off, and then I'll just come in with some super questions then, because you've pretty much done all the prep for this. But what you mean? But what is you mean? We talked about artificial intelligence before, and um, in from a WebEx type of thing, and, and mm-hmm. Zubair. I don't know if any you can go back and listen to that podcast again if you want to, uh, listeners. But it's the We've talked about that in regards to how it can sort of take that automation, listen to what we, like, as in computers or whatever it is, yeah. some sort of artificial intelligence, listens to what we're doing and then does something with it. Yeah. So is that a fair thing to say or is it, have we moved on from... Yeah. That's you can ex- if you want to explain what artificial intelligence... That's a good start, isn't it? Yeah, you explain what, what your th- thoughts on it is and then we can move on from there. Sure. So, so artificial intelligence is, is pretty broad, really. It's more like an umbrella term that refers to a number of different technologies underneath it. So when we talk about things like machine learning or deep learning, they're all subsets of artificial intelligence. But in general, it's around the ability for machines to to do things that we would be able to do as humans. So to mimic things that we can do as humans, whether that be to understand speech, whether that be to recognize objects, or whether that be to to learn from exa- by example. So they're going to take all of our jobs. 
Possibly, yeah. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that's level, isn't it? Artificial intelligence. Whenever you sort of read about it in the in the press, it tends to be uh, what jobs can a machine do that a human will no longer have to do? Yeah, I, I think artificial intelligence is definitely driving forward automation, and it's the automation that's going to take some of our jobs. Uh, I think there are yeah a number of jobs that that will be consumed by the fact that we can now automate that, and that's being enabled by by artificial intelligence technologies. So yeah, I agree. So what's the difference then between artificial intelligence and machine learning? Because I get I get confused. Sure. But you tend to hear that's them not to, hard. It's not hard. It's, it's not, not hard. But, <laughs> shh. Uh, you tend to hear them bracketed together, right? You hear you do. AI and ML. You do. They they tend to go hand in. Oh, hand. you gone straight to AI and ML now, assuming that everyone works out is machine learning and artificial intelligence. Yeah, I think we've, we've said that already, haven't we? Yeah. we oh, right, okay. I'll let already. you off then. Yeah. <laughs> um, they do go hand in hand, you're absolutely right. Artificial intelligence has been around well, since the 50s, um, but it's really very recently that we've started to take machine learning, which is a subset of artificial intelligence, and really start to see some benefits and, and produce powerful capabilities from it. Um, so machine learning is the ability for a machine or a computer to learn how to do something without being explicitly programmed. Uh, to do so. So learning by example. So if we take an example of, I don't know, something that's a very common example of uh, pictures of cats and dogs, rather than having to program the machine to say a cat has pointy ears and, and whiskers and these features and a dog has these, rather than that, just give it examples. Here's lots of pictures of cats, here's lots of pictures of dogs, work out for yourself what the distinguishing features are and learn uh, to actually be able to distinguish them without me programming you to tell you how to do it. Oh, right, okay. The company that I worked for before Cisco could have done with that capability. What, cats? Picture recognition, well, better picture recognition of being able to decipher what a picture is. So before I used to work for a an email security company. Not not one that Cisco acquired, thankfully, but uh, one that's still out there in the market. And we tended to talk around, we were one of the first people that had machine learning in, in our email security capabilities in terms of being able to recognize what pictures are. So we saw those emails, we analyzed all those pictures and we'd be able to come up with a pretty good guess as to what the, what the image was. And I looked after a particular account that would ring me probably once a fortnight to say that we'd, uh, we'd blocked certain emails coming to their organisation that were, that were valid emails just based on what was in their pictures. And it turns out that um, we'd been blocking emails that had a picture of uh, a roughly kind of rectangular shape that was in a pink tone. And it turned out that our, our ML engine was detecting um, pictures of pink sofas as naked humans. So it's classifying it as an adult image and blocking it instead of sending it through. And it didn't have the capability to learn that actually it was a valid image. So it's really rudimentary. I just want to know, what, what the, what, what's, what's pink and square in the human world? <laughs> That's a fair question. That's, That's question. the bit that confuses yeah. me. I'm going, rectangular. What yeah. could that be? What was rectangular and, and flesh-coloured? And I'm like, oh. I don't that's, know. That's I can't even think podcast, of it. Isn't it? That's yeah. a whole nother That shows podcast. you how uh, how early it was. <laughs> so how how do we how do we experience it every day then? I, I you mean in, do we do because I'm just thinking of things like Alexa and is that that's not is that artificial intelligence or is that machine learning? Uh, yeah, so it was is it a bit of both? Intelligent, it's a bit of both. So I tell you what's my rubbish at the moment from artificial intelligence is my phone, my smartphone. That's not very smart because the voice recognition stuff is very poor. When I'm trying to dictate texts and emails to myself in the car, I'm not saying what brand of phone I've got because you won't send me one anyway. So there we are. Anyway, sorry, I've just been a bit frustrated. It's been too much time in the car. Um, virtual assistants are, are probably the most 
common kind of AI that we see every day, whether it be Siri, Alexa, and yeah, they're absolutely artificial intelligence. They're using something called natural language processing to recognize what you're saying, understand the context and the intent of what you're asking it, and then perform an action or respond accordingly. So yeah, I'd say that that's probably one of the most common, um, but it's everywhere around us, whether it be email spam filters, when you go onto Netflix and it says, because you watch this, we think you'd like to watch this, for example. It's all artificial intelligence. <laughs> I just got visions of what, yeah, when I log on to Netflix and it puts up all manner of stuff. I'm like, well, how does it get some association <laughs> with that? Anyway, <laughs> keep going. Oh, Sorry, Ben. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why are you putting up that really weird, obscure program that I, I had no idea that I think I should be watching? Can't we just hit the football on or something? Anyway, there we go. Digressing again. Um, so that's that. That's sort of the. How, but how is it you being used in in a in a sort of more of a corporate or an enterprise business or in I don't know whether you've been in other organisations for an actual business benefit apart from trying to make me keep me watching Netflix. Other other uh, TV online streaming providers are available. Well, some things are very specific to the industry. So we see in in healthcare, for example, in healthcare research being able to use computer vision to recognize images of, let's say, uh, an MRI scan and be able to predict perhaps disease within that MRI scan quicker and more accurately than, than a human being can. So, so that's happening today, is it? That's happening today, absolutely. And there's breakthroughs being made in, in medical research in those fields. Um, but there's also some of the consumer things that you were talking about, virtual assistants, I mean, for example, that we're seeing within the enterprise space. So customer services now. Uh, a lot of customer services is being fronted by virtual assistants, whether that be a chatbot that you think you're speaking to a human being, but it's not, it's actually a machine. From um, experience, there's no intelligence in those things, 90% no, that, of the time. <laughs> They're badly trained models. Um, but they, So that's what it's down to, is the training behind it then, is, is, is what makes machine learning better, or is it... Sometimes, although to be fair, when it comes to things like virtual assistants, they have such a broad range of things that they need to understand. It's very easy if they're specifically focused on one area, but very often they need to be able to understand such a broad field that it's hard to get accuracy within them. Right, okay. So when you make it too broad, it tends to make it poor. It becomes more difficult, yeah, absolutely. Right, okay. So where else are we seeing this today in... in um, so we're starting to see it within emerging technologies. You look at autonomous vehicles, for example. Oh, uh, I keep talking it. about that on these these podcasts. It always comes yeah. up, doesn't it? Oh, I want to climb in the car at five thirty in the morning onto the back seat, pull my little duvet over me, and then wake me up when I get to work. <laughs> that is what an autonomous vehicle is needed for. I'm sorry, that's my bias. Anyway, again, there you go. <laughs> sorry, carry on, Ben. They're using um, again computer vision as an example to to be able to see what's happening in the road in front in front of the vehicle and be able to detect what's maybe a hazardous object in front, whether it's a, a moving vehicle or a stationary vehicle or a cyclist coming out of a side turning, for example. And those are models trained to be able to recognize not only objects that that's a cyclist, but also that that scenario is maybe uh, a dangerous one, that the cyclist is pulling out in front of you in a junction, for example. And a lot of that is artificial intelligence and machine learning that are training those, those models and those vehicles to be able to undertake those tasks. Okay. Anybody else? I think the vehicle one's a really interesting one because for me it brings into this idea of what can what can a machine or some system of intelligence do better than a human can do. And humans bring certain skills to a situation, right? There's an element of creativity or morals or ethics. I guess in the car situation, if it's a rainy day, you're able to make a decision you know, whether to, to turn left or turn right to avoid a certain thing. But I don't know how a machine would decipher between what's the best course of action between hitting the building or 
going into the century. But it's like that film, though, isn't it? With 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 Will Smith, isn't it? Because it the, the whole auspices of him like, being a damaged cop was was in the future was uh, he got saved by a robot that made a decision that he had a better chance of surviving than somebody else in a, in a crash. He lost his arm, but I thought you were about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Oh no, <laughs> we could we could talk. Do- we're on different wavelengths. Oh god, that just shows where Don't you do the rap. Okay, Don't. I did pause that. <laughs> you could see his face. I tried trying to do, it. to do it. Yeah, yeah, but anyway, sorry, but that's that's a valid point, though, isn't it? And that's that's it's an, it's a quite an old film, but it's sort of really still quite valid from the morality side of things, and and especially if you like you say in a car. Which way am I going to turn? If I'm going to go, if there's a cyclist, somebody steps into the street. Anyway, but how does that how does that get solved? Or is this a bit too deep and meaningful? I think that is probably one of the biggest challenges that we have is we don't quite have the intelligence there for it to make moral decisions like that at this stage. Wow. So, yeah, and I think there's a fair bit of work going to be going into kind of the ethics, the kind of whole ethics behind how data is used and kind of bias in algorithms things like that is so that going to be something being driven by law then is it or, or so you can um, have different ai so each country will have it's not going to be like an international law on what can be shared what can be used i think each country is going to uh, have a view on it but i think the, the good thing with the uk is that we lead the way in some respects around these technologies and therefore we're starting to think about these sort of things so there's a national center for data ethics um, there's a, you know, the government's investing a lot in this area as well, as I'll talk about in a while. Oh, that'll um, be very good. So I think, I think bias and kind of the whole ethics piece is the next wave of things to come as as these sort of next wave of algorithms are developed. Oh, very good. Mm-hmm. Fair point. Absolutely. Yeah. So the thing that always comes to mind is is are the robots going to take over the world? Are, is it, you mean and that we we brought it up and what was it the in the VR podcast we brought about jobs. Yes, we did. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's you've got the option where you can eliminate certain jobs that a, a system's just better than doing at humans. And I heard your SD WAN podcast. You people will get tired and make mistakes, or they'll interpret the data wrongly. Whereas a machine has the right way to do it and doesn't get tired. It has a systematic way of, of doing something. But there'll be other areas where it can help a human do things better. I imagine. Yeah, I think so. I think there's there's two extremes. I mean, if we look at some of the, the and I'm going to call it an experiment, but the experiments that are happening at the moment with Amazon, for example, and the Amazon Go store, how can we have a retail environment that has no employees there, that is just completely automated, that you walk in, you take everything you want off the shelf, you put it in your bag, you walk out, and the store has the intelligence to work out what you put in your bag, how much to charge you, and bill you accordingly. So there's uh, those kind of extremes where we replace all the human beings with machines or with artificial intelligence and then i think there's there's the flip side that is probably more useful to us at this stage is how do we help us how does artificial intelligence augment what we do how does it make us do things maybe a little bit faster or more accurately for example but not necessarily completely takes out the loop but be there as a as a guide and something that can actually help us okay can i get one that does all my excel work for me ben absolutely you just you just Perfect. want help with Excel, do you? Absolutely. Is yeah. that it? Um, idiot's guide to Excel level. But um, one, I guess I can think of less of my deficiencies, which seem to be a big part of most podcasts we do. We talk about robots. If people envision a physical robot, yeah, like a Robocop or absolutely. a Terminator type, or the Boston Dynamics ones, right? You see these yeah, absolutely. dog robots that can open doors or do backflips. And yeah. Why would a dog robot open a door? Because it can. 
What's that to do with being a dog? That's just a robot that opens a door that just happens to be in the shape of a dog. You've not seen the video, have you? No. No. I'll send it to you later, buddy. Oh, there you go. Should we put that in the po- should we put that in the link in the blog? Do and put the podcast. Should we yeah. do that? Okay. You better send it to me now. Then you've said it on live, on live, on air. Robotics is an interesting one, actually. And Boston Dynamics, if you YouTube Boston Dynamics and have a look at some of their videos and Atlas, particularly the the more kind of humanoid of their of their robots. They're focused more on on the movement of those robots to be able to undertake tasks. I think the thing that scares people with robots and the whole kind of Terminator analogy is artificial intelligence being what we call general AI, i.e. some a machine that's able to do more than or multiple tasks being able to imitate a human's abilities. Whereas the reality is artificial intelligence as we see it today is what we call narrow AI, i.e. it's focused on doing one particular task well. Whereas, so that's when you uh, said about when you have quite a broad spectrum of when it has to learn a lot, that's when it gets quite ineffective. It's when well, you have to keep it very narrow. Yeah, that's still one task. It, it has to understand a human being. Whereas if we think of the, the analogies of, of the cyber robots like Terminator, not only does it need to understand you, it needs to be able to, to reason, to think, to understand, etc. So we're asking it to do multiple things, which then falls into the realms of what we call general AI which, thankfully, we don't have yet. We don't have the yet. power or the algorithms to do that yet. Yet. Um, so it's going to be some it, way off, isn't it? It's, aren't it's, they it's, talking it's, about singularity? And absolutely, Isn't yeah. that the term? When singularity. Oh, go on, what, what's singularity then? Go on, Tom. Singularity, uh, I under, as I understand it, is when AI exceeds the human brain. Oh, God. And I think that is... That's game over, 20, isn't it? We're done, no way. That's game over. 2050 yeah. or beyond, you know, it's kind of that kind of... Like I'll be... Time, I, I, down 2050, am I going to be alive then? <laughs> I'm just going to work out, do I, is this my kids' one to sort out? <laughs> 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 that's how I think I'm getting that all and going, do you know what, that's not my problem. I like my your kids parenting one. strategy, though. Which, which, uh, do I have one? <laughs> <laughs> You'll be all right, but your kids, they're, they're in trouble. They've had it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So what are Cisco doing in this space? Clearly, we have people paid by Cisco to talk about AI and, and ML. What, these two. These two, these two <laughs> yeah, geniuses in the room. Might, might be a couple of others, but uh, what, what, what are we doing? What very specific to, to Cisco that, that we can help our customers with today? Sure. Um, so we've kind of broken it into to three pillars, if you like. So there's AI and ML inside our products. So how are we actually taking machine learning and artificial artificial intelligence capabilities and embedding those into our products? Um, then we have the AI and ML deployed on our products. So, do, so do, can you give us examples of where this is being put yeah, into our products? Sure, sure, absolutely. So you mentioned WebEx earlier, and collaboration is probably a, a great example of how we've taken a lot of artificial intelligence capabilities ultimately to enrich the user experience, whether it be WebEx Assistant, so the ability to talk to a video endpoint and say to start my meeting or to, to add just into this meeting, for example, things that we would usually have to tap away on a, on a touch panel to do and actually have that natural language interface. Um, or whether it be some of the capabilities on the video endpoints to use things like uh, facial recognition uh, for speaker track, for example, to be able to determine you're the person that's talking in that room, so I'll I'll zoom into you. So those are technologies that we're building in really to enhance the the end user experience. Um, And then under the covers, you have the technologies that are really built in to make our products more secure. So encrypted uh, traffic analysis, as an example. So the ability to use machine learning in this case to train the network to understand what is malicious encrypted traffic versus benign um, uh, traffic. Um, And that's something that 
would be relatively easy to do if it was in, in clear text, if it wasn't encrypted, but being encrypted, of course, makes it a lot harder. So using machine learning, we're able to train a system to actually recognize encrypted traffic that maybe carries mal malware and, and act accordingly. Okay. Hello, it's Justin Wooling here. Hello, it's Joachim Mason here. Is this like an advert break in our own podcast? It is. I love that. If you like this podcast, why don't you listen to some others? If you want to search for Cisco UKI, wherever you get your podcast from, hit the subscribe button. We'd love it. Is there anywhere else in, in so we've done, we've done collaboration, and we've done security, is there anything, must be stuff, is there anything going on in, in the data center world? Just, I feel Joachim Mason. Joachim's presence. I can feel his presence in the room, yeah. and I've gone, we've talked about collaboration, we've done phone? security. Said no one's mentioned data center. No, that was Goffey going, make sure you talk about the network. <laughs> Yeah, data center, app dynamics, tetration, they're all built around machine learning models. Oh, are they? Oh. Analyze application traffic and act accordingly. So does that need loads and loads of data? Just I mean, do you have to suck in loads of data into these AI platforms and machine learning platforms to actually get to do something? Generally, when you train a, a machine learning model, if it's supervised learning, for example, which is a, a technique of machine learning, the more data you can give it, the more accurate that, that model is. You, you can actually... Are we talking about like sort of petabytes of... I actually, I go in terabytes, then we're going to go above that's petabytes, I think. But is it like... I'm just thinking, like, does it take a huge amount of storage to store all this data or is it just can be done on a quite a... It very much depends it, on the use the, case, it depends. Yeah, absolutely. It's, uh, the more data you can give it, the better it's going to be. So whether that's terabytes, petabytes, um, absolutely. Yeah. So I'm trying to think what's after petabytes now, but I think that's me being distracted myself. <laughs> phone your friend and ask them. Phone your friend. I can't, I can't talk your phone. It'll interfere with the podcast. So where are we now? So we got ba uh, baked into our products. Solutions? Did we, get, uh, did we cover that? Uh, so this is ML deployed on our solutions. Yeah. So we've spoken about artificial intelligence within our solutions. Um, the next pillar is how do we enable our customers to deploy their own machine learning and particular deep learning models on our products. Um, and we've just released a, and just announced a, a UCS product which is designed exactly for that purpose. Um, a, a UCS server that is designed specifically for machine learning and deep learning capabilities. What makes it designed for it? What's does it have to have that special to make it yeah, it's ready for that purpose? Power. So uh, it, uh, we have a partnership with NVIDIA. So it has eight of NVIDIA's uh, processing units in there, um, which ultimately enable it to undertake those sort of tasks much faster okay. than a regular server would be able to do. Cool. And what's pillar number three on our notes on the board? We there's three pillars. Yeah, and this is where we, we build machine learning models from our data. Um, so you think with, with 30 years worth of networking experience, all of the network traffic analysis that we have, or of the, the billions of DNS requests that go over our umbrella, for example, we have, coming back to your point earlier, Justin, about petabytes of data, we have petabytes of data that we can use to start to train models that will enable, going back to what we said earlier, network to be more secure or to, or to run faster, for example. Um, so we're using that data to be able to, to train models to do that. Okay, cool. Well, all those things are here today? They're all here today. Nice. So, Tom, in your introduction, you said you were working on some of the strategic partnerships and alliances that, that Cisco have. What, what does that mean in this AI and machine learning world? Yeah, I, I think in this space, the, the key thing is, um, first of all, is people who live in the UK recognising that the UK has led this world for some time. Uh, and actually, at the moment, 
is arguably one of the leading countries for some of the research and development that's going on in this space. So we have um, you know people that people names that people recognise from the past, like Alan Turing, um, Thomas Bayes, are all kind of deep thinkers in this space and people who've uh, driven large amounts of research. You know, Turing probably mm-hmm. most famously. Um, but what that means is we've got four or five universities particularly who kind of lead the way. Um, and the UK government, uh, thankfully, has kind of recognised um, that this is something we should hang on to uh, and try and develop. So they've actually, uh, as part of their industrial strategy, are uh, investing around about a billion pounds uh, into this whole area. Wow. Uh, both, you know, partly to develop the skills so that in the future, you know, some of the jobs that Ben was talking about disappearing, mm-hmm. hopefully people get more interesting jobs and there's people who can be employed at a yeah. know, higher level with these types of skills. So there's a lot of investment going into But is that, is, are those skills all in technology? But only because I find it quite interesting because you talked about sort of the ethics behind it and, 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 and people are looking at it down each country about how do you look at the the ethics behind i think it's more around the use of this type of um uh application just how do you use the application first before you work because as you know you know we make some of the biggest breakthroughs in in things like the health sector yeah uh and things like this technology being applied into cures for cancer Uh, i mean that's already happening people at ucl are heavily involved in that um other other uh, universities other hospitals research hospitals are involved in that as well so i think um, the fact that we're we're putting that sort of money as a as a country into this space um, is a key thing, and thankfully, you know, you know, we have uh, good leadership in our organisation that recognises that. And uh, one of the things that's very key to Scott is he wants to go after after that a little that's bit. Scott Gardner, our our, our, our CEO, car. yeah, um, wanting wanting to put us at the heart of that as well. So what I've been doing and what we've been doing as a team is actually working on some key partnerships that Cisco can set up. Um, some with people we know quite well like UCL and some with uh, universities that are a bit more distant from us or have been historically people like Edinburgh but there are sort of four or five so do they have in, are they do they have inherent sort of uh, I'm trying to think skills but interest in it they're already developing courses around artificial intelligence or is it more around research the research side of things it's a bit of both actually they, they certainly have the skills um, if you take UCL um, they were if you like, the guys who taught the guys who, who founded DeepMind, uh, which Google bought about four years ago for four oh, right, okay. Pounds, and they're one of the kind of leading, I guess, the flagship startups that get pinned up as, you know, a good example of AI coming out of the UK, um, right the way through to, you know, Facebook re- recently bought another AI company that was another kind of UCL spin-out. Um, but I guess it's more they, they also have the kind of, Equip, they're equipped to do the deep research that's going on in this okay. space as well. So, so what does actually our partnership do then? So the so first what? one that Chuck announced back in July um, when he met with the provost of uh, UCL. Um, what is, is the provost? The provost is like the top man of... Because uh, I thought that was vice-chancellor. Like um, well, there's pro-vice-chancellors, pro vice-chancellors. The provost is usually the top man. Okay. And uh, so or, or woman, I kind of don't want to be done for sexism. Or, or, or woman, indeed. So Cisco um, has probably had a thirty-year relationship with UCL over the years. Um, so it was partly he met he met them to sort of celebrate the fact that we've been working together and partnering for that that length of time. Um, but we've been working with UCL around a new centre that's going to open up in London next year, sort of early part of next year. Um, be an AI centre. Uh, partners will include Cisco. Um, but also DeepMind, who I mentioned earlier, and also an organisation called Cogent Labs, who are another leading startup oh, right, in okay. the AI space. 
And the idea of the centre is to, a little bit like we were talking about earlier, take, take account of uh, accelerating and developing skills in this space. Um, but also, you know, historically, I think a lot of the research has been done through gaming and things like that, mm-hmm. which, and actually getting machines to challenge um, people that are good at games and seeing whether the human or the, or the computer can actually beat the, um, beat the, beat the human. Um, and in, in uh, what we can bring, I think we can bring a lot more real, to, real, real world data. Yeah, the, and, re, re, and, and, and try and drive world, real challenges and problems. Yeah, yeah, instead of it just being like, yeah, like the gaming side thing. Okay, great. So, um, so yeah, so it's going to be a physical space um, in London. It'll have probably around about two hundred and fifty staff eventually. Uh, and we as Cisco get the opportunity to engage with that in as many different ways. So is that something can. that we've co-invested in, as in uh, money? Yeah, or? yeah we're, we're using some of the funding out of the um, $100 million that was announced um, for the CDA program. Um, so a small percentage of that will be used as part of the investment into that. But clearly, I mean, another way we invest in it is obviously by putting you know, a fair bit of resource and thinking into it as well. So we're, we're calling upon kind of expertise from different places, both from the UK, but there's a broader set of people that Cisco has identified yeah. under the name Cortex, which you may have heard of. Okay. Um, which is like a, think of it as like a center of excellence um, for AI and machine learning within Cisco. And it's across all the BUs. Um, so Chuck's office have actually pulled together around about, I think it's about 100 people now in the Cortex group. Yeah. Um, and they look at all aspects of what Cisco is doing and or could do um, with AI and machine learning. Wow, that's, that's, that's a lot bigger investment than I thought it was. Bad, isn't it? I find it hard to get money for uh, new pens or uh, oh, t-shirts all about for events, you. but 100 million, chuck it into AI, jobs are good in. Yeah, yeah, I would stress the 100 million, because this is not all into AI, the 100 million is the CDA pot. Is, is the pot that Cisco yeah. invests in, yeah. in these types of things, yeah, so no, we, you've got a share got of it. A, I've got a very small percentage of it. Obviously. You sure? Absolutely. Yeah. Always know, liked you, Tom. Yeah, yeah, that. Tom. Yeah, you've always been our favourite. <laughs> but um, you know, I think uh, you know what. One of the interesting things that we've already started is, and Ben and I've been involved in this, is getting a dialogue between Cortex, um, so the Cisco team, you know, yeah. and machine learning, and the the brains at UCL um, to sort of figure out some common areas, if you like, and some new areas of forward research that we we would want to get involved in. Um, and Cisco already has quite a lot of research challenges out there. Um, that it's putting around this topic as well, which, okay. is, which is good. Oh, brilliant. And are there any other sort of universities that we're working with? or is it? Yeah, just... as I mentioned, there's probably four or five in the country that are leading oh, in it? this space. Um, some of them, the obvious ones, are sort of Oxford Cambridges and those sort of people, and some less obvious probably to some of the listeners you have on, on the programme. But people like um, University of Edinburgh. Um, so up in the University of Edinburgh, we're going to be shortly announcing uh, Cisco partnering in a new AI machine learning and blockchain accelerator. Oh wow! Um, and this is a all place the buzzwords in one. We will, we will be bringing in. All you needed was Bitcoin, and you'd be bored, wouldn't you? You'd be like, "That's <laughs> it. In, it. I'm investing yeah. in that. I'm a sucker <laughs> but, for a buzzword." But yeah. essentially, uh, what we're trying to do there is bring together some of the leading emerging talent uh, in this space um, into a, a sort of place similar to Ideal London and uh, my idea. Yeah. Very cool. Edinburgh have a, so, th- so those who didn't know, and I know we haven't done it on the podcast yet because we haven't had them on, but is the My Idea and Idea London are our sort of... Can anybody quickly just describe them? They're, they're two of our innovation hubs in the UK um, and their partnerships you know, with, with universities and other organisations where we um, centre our, a lot of our innovation projects is probably the best way of thinking of them. All right, okay. Lovely. Um Oh, so that's good. So how do, are we ready to move on to how do people get involved? Yeah, I think so. Okay. We talked a lot yeah. about it. How do, how do people ex- 
experience this stuff? How can they start learning about it? Where can they see the things that Cisco are doing? So I think, I mean, just to finish on the... Yeah, he hadn't um, finished yet. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, I had, well, I had really, but in terms of the, you know, how you can get involved with the AI Centre and yeah. some of the work we're doing with Edinburgh and other universities, um, these guys are crying out for data uh, and they're crying out for challenges. So um, both, you know, we're bringing some challenges from within Cisco. So some domain Trying to work some of our R stuff out. Yeah, yeah so yeah. great, great things, you know, how to apply AI and things like edge computing and edge networking. Um, and you know, use of AI in kind of collaboration space and, and those sort of challenges. Um, also, um, things like uh, natural language programming and uh, machine reading. Um, so, being actual able machines being able to actually understand the language and how that might be used in our space as well. Um, but I think where people could really get involved is actually getting their customers involved. So, we're looking for customers that are wanting to have so if you're a customer listen to this podcast and you think you want to get involved with with artificial intelligence or machine learning contact give us. give tom a shout yeah or ben you know, or ben us, you know, we'll, we'll stick their contact details to. on the po- on the on the blog so you can just yeah bring 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 that to it. and you know fortunately because since it's been announced we've got four or five you know good examples where people are coming to us already oh bro space so enterprise service provider government um but there's there's room for many more uh, to come to the, this, mo- the bigger uh, the better the more the merrier absolutely yeah can't That's think of any way. other analogies I mean, there's probably other ways of getting involved i mean the innovation projects that we're doing um there's a few in this space that uh, i know the innovation guys have been involved in. i know you, you've got a, another podcast i think to talk to them yeah have we have we've we got loads don't worry we got, yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. turn into my schedule i'm taking your job like what? an ai robot okay <laughs> <laughs> this is weird <laughs> You're getting a bit more relaxed now, aren't you, Ken Ward? <laughs> right, is there anything else? Yeah, and lastly, I was just going to say, if, you, if you're interested in getting involved, perhaps as a mentor um, or advisor to a startup, we've got obviously the opportunity to be involved mentoring some of the startups. I've had so if you're a, start, a startup listening to this and want to have some help in mentoring in regards to artificial intelligence and machine learning again, is it? Or could well, be I it? think the other way around, where Cisco folk who may have an interest in getting involved in mentoring startups and bringing their, their expertise... So any kind of startup or the ones we've got in Edinburgh particularly um, that are so we're looking for some on. Scottish folks. Well, it doesn't have to be. We've got the we've got the means and the technology. All oh, right, okay, that's true. That. Oh God, yeah, yeah. You forget about that sometimes, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, thank you, Tom. Ben, is there anything else? Anything we missed? Anything come to mind? Anything else in your notes that you haven't said? Not from me. No. You sure? Perfect. Ken Ward. It's time for best swag, isn't it? And room let's move on to our feature. Do, 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 do. We've got feature time. So um, this has been going for a while now. So what's the best best swag you've ever got? Go on, either of you two. Got from where? From where? From you mean you go to events? You got one over there. You got the little. There was somebody had the old multi pronged charger cable. Multi. Uh, when you guys hop knob at some exclusive venues. Seriously, yeah, isn't it? Wow. My kids have got so many of them now with every single company's brand on them. <laughs> oh, you just take them home and give you to kids. I think actually, well, one of the things I was given a while back, this is going back a while, which was really good, was a, was a bottle opener, which was a USB stick. That was actually quite cool. Oh, that was a Whiptail. Yeah. I had one of them. Yeah, it was yeah, a Whiptail was, and it, it really pushed good. it. I still got that. I still, I still got that one. Somebody, the, actually, um, somebody stole one of mine. The memory part. The memory part. It shows you how things go out of date really quickly. The bottle opener still is a useful thing. But the, 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 the memory's gone. Of memory is not that useful. Yeah, because it's only like, was, I don't know, it was four gig, I think it was. No, no, four, the four, yeah, it was four gig at the time. That's memories you have. <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's how it works. Yeah, that's probably right. Probably right. <laughs> oh, think, um, comedy gold. The, I think this is good, a good thing, because we're getting rid of plastic, is the metal bottles. Um, there's a brand called Chili's, 
Oh, oh, you talked oh, about that. That was my one uh, a lot. Different other brands are available. But if anybody wants to send us any to uh, well, check them out. I recommend Chili's particularly. Chili's. It's not because I've invented them or anything. But they Did you? The no. Just a shareholder. He's a shareholder. Keep the water really cold or keep it really hot. And they, they are very good. And where did you get them from? We got those at a um, startup event, actually, Pitch of the Palace, which Cisco sponsors. Oh, Pitch um, of the Palace. That was in, you get a very good goodie bag there. It had that in amongst... Oh, you got it from the Queen? Well, it's not the Queen, actually. That's when you know you've made it. It's the Duke of York. It's party bags. Yeah. His Royal Highness. He's a, he's a big fan, apparently. Yeah. Oh, wow. So that's right. Go on, Ben. Are you, can, you, can you top that? Are you just going to keep going with your yeah. fidget spinners? You can't top that, can you? I got my gizzits from the Queen. Crikey. Come on, like, Tom. There's not like, like the bar high, setting Tom, the bar high time. and everybody else failing. Thanks yeah. for that, Tom. Right. So let's go to the uh, what would you stick in? What technology phrase would you stick in room 101? Digital. Oh, Christ, we're done then, aren't we? So that's that's it. a job, isn't it? <laughs> I'll get me coat. <laughs> so digital, that's the one. Is it? Everything's digital. Six digital in front of something. It's massively overused, isn't it? Everything becomes digital transformation and digital this. It's a term, it's already digital. It's not like we're truly going from paper to, to digital. or It's already there. Work to, to computers. It's already there. Um, so yeah, it's a massively overused term. I get it, but it's still overused. We're digitizing. We're digitizing. I'm going to digitize our processes. What does that mean then? I'm going to keep doing spreadsheets. <laughs> I had a bad one this week. Did you? Did you clean up? <laughs> Back to the topic. Run it up the flagpole. Oh my God, oh, yeah. who said yeah. that? Okay, I'll, I'll let you guess which country they came from. America? Correct. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I still don't know what it means, but it just sounded terrible. I just think, I think they run up the flagpole and see if anybody shoots at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's in, almost in the same category as yeah, the boiling ocean that's years bad. ago, isn't it? Oh, that God. We, so people still say that I don't know you get word. to a point in your life where you feel comfortable saying yeah. those sorts of things and keeping a straight God, face. Tom, you must have a good one. You've been around yeah, a bit. Yeah, um, I'm with Ben a little bit on digital, but actually but similar to that, platforms. Platforms. We just platforms for change. Platforms for anything nowadays, um, both in technology but in other... So if anybody says platform, you just turn off and go, you're crap. We you're know not. what a platform is. You know, we... Oh, some of our team are involved in rail, and that's what a platform is. Yeah, we stand on them. We <laughs> stand on them, and then you wait for a, a train to turn up late. As a, as a generalisation for something that's just, you know... There and flat. Yeah. And you, put st- and you stand on it. Um, you know, and apologies <laughs> if we use platforms inside Cisco. Oh, we do. Oh, no, everything we, we've talked about, I think everyone has said in Cisco on this one, this, is, this has been the best one. Is it because we prepared for it beforehand and didn't do it? Oh, yeah, we've got to talk about this. Ollie was, had the, was forthright enough to go, let's put that on the, on the planning. You are very good, aren't you? You do bring process to this podcast that we never had before. All right, then, guys. Thank you very much for the podcast. Thank you, Tom. Thank you, Ben. Thank you, Ollie. Third string. See you Double thumbs up. Works on the podcast every time. There you go. All right. Thanks very much for listening. If you're interested in the podcast, uh, you can contact us on LinkedIn. You can email me at justin.wallin at cisco.com. Two O's, one L. Get us on Twitter. Uh, But yeah, uh, look, thanks for listening. And uh, anyone got any suggestions? Give us a ping if you want to help out with any AI and ML stuff. Thanks for listening.